All righty, we are recording. Welcome in and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Frogs of War podcast. We are your host. My name is Ryan Vanell. Alongside me is my co-host, Anthony North. It's been a little bit of a delay. been, uh, I think, about two weeks now since our last episode, but we're back here, back to talk some frogs. Uh, Anthony was on vacation. I've been moving to Phoenix the past week or so, as you may notice by the difference in background, and the audio may be a little bit different for this episode. Just got internet set up, so still figuring some things out, but of course, had to get some horn frog talk in there. We're going to start things out with some quick news hits, kind of what we've missed over the past two weeks while we've been gone. And uh, then we're going to get into some future bets, and it is entertainment purpose only. We got to we got to cover that before we deep dive, you know, with the big asterisks. But uh, entertainment purpose, kind of not all of it will be bets. It'll mostly be kind of like predictions for how Anthony and I seeing the college football season panning out this year. A um, bit of a teaser before we go into next week, as we'll get a deeper dive into TCU and our TCU predictions and everything like that. And uh, if we have time, depending on how long that takes us, we will be going into kind of some fall practice, fall camp questions, like what needs to be answered, what are our goals to come out of it, and so on and so forth. So without further ado, Anthony, what's in the news? Yeah, I guess first, uh, you know, congrats on your move. I'm sure you're getting all settled in, ready to uh, build your brand in a desert. So. <laughs> Yeah, I've already had my desert experience uh, on the drive over here. There's a 20-mile radius of the highway or span of the highway, just straight dust storm. Like, there were lights flashing everywhere. And I'm like, is this normal? Does this happen a lot? It's weird. That's great. You know, it goes to show some people do go to the desert to, you know, that's good. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we don't need to tell that whole thing with, with the Texas Tech fans. I think we've covered that Um and that's, oh, yeah. that's long in the past now, yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll keep getting cacti in our mentions and all of that for, I'm sure, as long as they feel like doing that. But uh, that's fun times with, with those fans. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we've been away for a little bit, and uh, you know, I took off for vacation in mid-July, and I thought, all right, well, sometime while I'm off, the, all of college football is going to be exploded. The whole sport is going to be done, and we're going to have – you know, two or three conferences and everybody's going to, the whole thing is going to be shook up. Um, that didn't happen. So it's been a whole lot of nothing the, so far. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of talk, a lot of uh, various mouthpieces in the national media speaking for their various favorite conferences. Um, a lot of, Hey, PAC 12 is, we're still really strong, even though we're only 10 and, uh, and, and our two biggest brands are gone, but, but we're still okay. And uh, I think probably the biggest news of that, that I believe is that there's request from Oregon and Washington to, if we're going to stay in, in this PAC 12 PAC 10 conference, you got to give us more money, a bigger cut of the pie. Um, and the way those rumors looked, it didn't seem very attractive to like the Arizonas and, Utah yeah, and Colorado. Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like they were getting like a third of what Oregon would be getting and much less than they would be able to get in, in the big 12. So yeah. uh, it doesn't really make sense. So we'll see what it shakes out there. Um, I'm sure that'll be an ever evolving roller coaster, but no news yet. Yeah. It's just been a ton of rumors. I mean, most of them were kind of just revolving. Honestly, we're in like this, that cycle of sports news where it's, 
honestly repeating stories. You know, you're getting like, oh, well, will Oregon and Washington look for the Big 12? Or is the Big 10 going to target them? Like kind of just going back and forth on a lot of the main rumors so far. But nothing has happened. And I still personally think, kind of talked about this in, uh, I did a little bit of like a conspiracy theory article, like looking at the most popular rumors and everything. And I really do believe, though, that Notre Dame is going to be the first domino to fall. At least I hope so. Because I'm tired of them being stubborn. I'm tired just of them get not on being it, in a conference. Yeah, exactly. Make, just make, make it choice. happen. Make it yeah. Move. And then once that happens, so much more could it opens so many more doors. So who knows? But of course, be on the lookout because when stuff pops off, we'll be ready to talk about it. But uh, yeah, and then we also got decent bit of recruiting news. I saw um, another article posted the other day as well. Cameron Cook, four star running back from Round Rock, is a beast. He reminds me a lot about Kyle Hicks. He's going to be a good fit for the Horn Frogs, I think. And uh, as well as Keelan Salter. I uh, hope I said the first name right. Three-star linebacker from Cedar Hill. Number 52 linebacker in the class, which is adding to our numbers. I've seen it, the, the recruiting portal has been jumping around a lot. Like, although, you know, like the top 25 class isn't necessarily set in stone, uh, the 24-7 sports ranking has been going all over the place. You know, TCU's kind of been down to 30, then we've been up to like, what, 14 or something around there, and then low 20s. So overall pretty good. And uh, last but not least, Vernon Glover Jr. Uh, from three-star cornerback again out of Dickinson, Texas, the Houston area. 5'11", 170, seems to be a good fit. I love seeing the three stars in front of a recruit. Any stars in front of a recruit is what you like to see. So uh, good news in that aspect. And then also some baseball news. Anthony, what do we got? Yeah, I guess just to to comment on the football stuff, I think just another two um, big time players from the Metroplex and a third from from Texas. So uh, continuing the theme of bringing in those local guys um, and and keeping them home with the frogs. So encouraging to see some some of these stars staying local um, and and building this class. Yeah, I think currently 25 like you said it, it jumps around because there's so much happening all the time yeah. but still top 25 class and and now up to 18 members committed in that class so uh looking to a, a strong class into next year um yeah so to the baseball news um the major league baseball draft was a week or so ago uh there were five horn frogs drafted um and of those, some of them could have had the opportunity to come back. Uh, so Riley Cornelio, uh, Marcelo Perez, and Austin Krobe still had eligibility remaining, um, but were drafted. So uh, I believe they have all signed their deals. The deadline, by the time you hear this, you will be either at the deadline or past. So we'll, we'll know for sure on uh, August 1st. But I do believe they've all signed their deals i know for sure that uh perez and uh cornelio did those are posted the crobe deal it's not totally clear there's on the mlb there's so many players in the mlb draft so yeah. I, I i don't i don't envy the intern who has to update the spreadsheet that uh that feeds that their website but um yeah riley cornelio washington nationals um caleb bolden uh, Boston Red Sox, Marcelo Perez with the Mariners, Tommy Sacco with the Astros, and Austin Krobe with the Padres all have were drafted, and I'm pretty sure they're all gone. And we 
have seen the last of them in in the purple in in Fort Worth. That's tough. See, we talked about that just not too long ago. You know, around the uh, the regional time about who was probably going to get drafted, who might come back. You know, we were kind of hoping to see Cornelio come back was one of the main guys, especially because he's so young still. Sacco was going to be gone regardless, probably. Crow would be nice to see again, you know, especially after coming back from an injury and playing the way he did in his last performance of the season. So that it's tough. But, I mean, they've been busy in the transfer portal, though. Sarloose has been getting after it. That's right. Added uh, latest addition from the transfer portal is West Virginia outfielder Austin Davis. Um, he's likely to jump right into a starting wo- role where um, Porter Brown has entered the transfer portal himself. Um, and so left a hole there in starting lineup in the outfield and and Davis will jump right into that spot. So um I think really good to see Sarlos bringing in big time talent, rating the Big Twelve of you yeah. know guys who really did a number against the Frogs. I mean, Davis was was good, and then bringing in Trey Richardson from uh, from Baylor, um, you know, make yourself stronger and make your enemies weaker. So it, it's good to see and and prime for another big season of baseball. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but has haven't all of our transfers other than the Nevada pitcher been from the Big Twelve so far? Yeah, I think I think there there's a Cal pitcher. Oh yeah, yeah, the Cal pitcher too. Yeah, you're um, right. I don't but know. It there's, like the there's, it's been a bunch. It's, it's yeah. been busy. Um, I guess the other thing from uh, from the MLB draft that I guess wasn't noted here is uh, one of the top high school recruits for the Frogs decided not to enter the draft. He took his name out of the draft, so will be um, coming to Fort Worth, and I don't have his name off the tip of my tongue right now, but he's a shortstop. And so we'll be able to fill in that Sacco spot, um, you know, if, or at least compete for that spot right out of the gate. So a uh, true freshman coming in out of high school, he was like a top 150 prospect and um, turned, turned down the draft to, to come to the frogs. I, it always blows my mind. Like just in general, I, this is somewhat off topic, but with the MLB draft and how, you know, they're recruiting these like, 17 18 year old kids like you know just to put them in their farm system and hope it works out for them like i don't understand the strategy sometimes you know because like if i'm a recruit i would probably like to draft like riley cornelio somebody who i've seen do well at a higher level rather than like a stud 18 year old but they go in like the first and second round. These oh yeah. Schools. A lot of times first overall. Yeah. I exactly. Mean, yeah. It's, it's nuts to me, but. And yeah, you'll, you'll throw these 17, 18 year olds and, you know, riding a bus and living in hotel rooms together with, you know, grown men who are yeah. you know, families and have this a long careers and running around in, in minor league baseball. It's, it's a. Interesting dynamic. It's a tough sure. world. Yeah. Yeah. But already though, that is uh, mostly, I believe, it for uh, the news and also kind of just not necessarily breaking news or anything, but be on the lookout. Uh, TCU soccer season is about to get underway in a couple weeks. We're probably going to have a little bit more content on that uh, as you know the season gets closer. I believe it's August 18th. 18th, 18th. Wisconsin Badgers. Let's go. That's a big one. Let's I take like them down. That. All right. So without further ado, it's time to talk some college football. You know, we've been been dilly-dallying a little bit been teasing a little bit but i think it's about time you know we're getting close we're about a little bit under a month away from week zero of college football you know gotta 
course, have this week zero. I don't know why they do it, but I kind of yeah. love it. Again, you'll hear this in August, and so there will be real, actual, live college football this month. And so, super stoked! It's, it's coming up. It's coming up fast. I keep seeing those memes. It's like you know, you turn over in bed, and it's like we are four Saturdays away from college right. football, and like the tear rolls down. It's like <laughs> yes, thank you. So it's finally here. The wait is over. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. So as I said at the beginning of the episode, this is entertainment purpose only. I know a lot of these are based on ga- – actually, all of these are based on gambling lines and odds. Um, but we are not giving anybody any financial advice. This is just kind of how we see the season panning out, our picks, um, where we see value going forward, yada, yada, yada. You get the gist. So starting out, let's go ahead and jump into – Actually, should we do conference champions first or over under win totals? Uh, yeah let's let's hit uh, let's hit the conference champions, uh, and then yeah, we can get into it. All right, sweet. So, not picking every single conference, but these are the picks that I would be most confident in for this upcoming season. I am jumping on the hype train, slight bandwagon of Utah. And I know Anthony disagrees with this one already. I'm, I'm seeing it. And I'm looking forward to your Oregon hype train because I don't know why. I just got a feeling on Utah, the Utes this year, plus 250. I have it as like my lock right now. This is like my favorite pick of the board. And also a really close second would be Clemson to win the ACC at minus 120, which is just absolutely nuts because they were minus 750 last year. And for those that don't know how odds work, just a brief explanation, minus 750 would mean you have to bet $750 to win 100 in return, whereas minus 120, only $120 to win 100 in return. But again, not financial advice. It's just what the odds mean. Uh, so Clemson minus 120 is... Yeah, is- I'm just going to... I'll, I'll go ahead and stop you. I'm going to go back and forth with you on some of this. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. Let's so do it, yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think you're on the right track with Utah. I like Utah. I think the... It, it's appropriate to stay away from USC in the Pac-12. I think that's I, I the, the way to go. You yeah. know, not not just because they typically disappoint uh, for their hype, but they're especially hyped this season with Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, and it, it's just it's going to be a big show, and the money is pouring in on them, so that number is way inflated, which in turn allows every other team in the Pac-12 to kind of have a a better number than probably what they should so i think i think utah's a fine look there and yeah like you said i went with oregon i think the one thing that's i guess interesting about um the pac-12 this season as i understand it is they're playing their season like the schedule is um the divisions like they always have been but the actual championship game will be just the top two teams. So yeah. it's it's not like win the South and then you get to play in or win the North and you get to play in. So it's just the top two teams. Um, so it's really just win the schedule you get um, and you have that chance at, at the title game. And I think the biggest concern for me for going with Oregon is – it looks like it might be Bo Nix as the quarterback transfer from Auburn. Yeah, and, and <laughs> Bo Nix I'm not, is... I'm not about that. So what, what I'm kind of hoping happens is he just he's thrown into the fire. They open the season against Georgia, and so j- just throw him for a slaughter against Georgia, 
let him get beat up, and then throw in, uh, I guess he's a sophomore, true sophomore, uh, Ty Thompson. Let him take over for the rest of the season and let him dominate uh, through through their schedule. I think, yeah, I mean, their, their toughest games are against Georgia and BYU, and that's not conference games. So, yeah, I, I think just running down their schedule, their away games are against the easiest games on their schedule. They get uh, They get Washington at home. They get Stanford at home. They get UCLA at home. So, and those teams are not going into Austin and winning. I don't care who the quarterback is. So, I, I, I think Oregon has a really strong chance to have have a deep run if if they have any quarterback play. Yeah. See, I mean, I don't completely disagree with Oregon. I like them for most of the reasons you just said, especially with USC kind of inflating the odds because I think USC is like plus 200 to win the conference, which is just ridiculous. They should not be the odds on favorite to win the Pac-12 uh, after doing nothing for like the past five seasons, but I digress. Uh, so yeah, Utah for me, they're just kind of trending in, in the right direction right now over the past couple seasons. I think Oregon, it's it's between those two for me. Like it's for sure between those two. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, because Utah does have to go play in Otson, uh at the end of the season. Wouldn't be surprised if we saw Oregon win that one. And then they match up in the championship game for round two, kind of like we saw last season. Although I expect it to be a lot closer than that 38 yeah. to seven beat yeah. down. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah. And then Clemson, what's your uh, ACC pick? You got one? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Clemson. I, I, there's there's no reason to pick anyone else. Exactly. Um, everybody else, you're just really guessing and hoping. Um, but Clemson is just a lot better than all the other teams in the ACC. And, and you know, I think, everyone's down on Clemson because DJU was bad last year and, Oh, they were so terrible, but what were they like? 10 and two, nine and three. I mean like, Oh, they were terrible, but actually they were still probably one of the better teams. And they're still a top 25 football team. Yeah. I I mean, okay. And, and if it's, again, it's the same thing with the quarterback. If it's the case that DJU is still not good enough. Well, you've got a five-star freshman from Westlake, uh, Cade Klubnick, you throw in there and, and he does the, the Trevor Lawrence thing and they're, they're going to be fine. They're going yeah, to win the conference. They are going fans. to be in the playoff. Like it's, it's going to happen. A lot of Clemson fans want club Nick as the quarterback, just because of DJ yeah. I don't even know how to say his name. It's like you 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 Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but he burned me last year. Cause some of those listening might remember Ryan's Ramble podcast last year. DJ was one of my Heisman picks. I was mm-hmm. like, this guy, because his freshman year, he looked amazing in like his two right. starts. He had two starts. Lawrence. Beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame, right? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I'm going to ride the hype train. Made me look silly. So um, although I'm not super confident in DJU, this is Clemson. Okay. They're, just because they had one somewhat off season does not mean that their run is over. It doesn't mean that the Dabo Sweeney dynasty era is over. No, they're going to be just fine. And I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, if they're right back in the playoffs this season. So even, like like you said, too, you're guessing for the other teams in the ACC. Like, who would have thought? Sure, Sam Hartman's a really good quarterback. Who would have thought Wake Forest has the year they had yeah. last year? No, you just – you don't. And, and you can't trust Miami. You can't – you yeah. definitely can't trust Florida State or Pitt or – yeah. And like North UNC Carolina. has been overrated now for like the past four seasons because yeah. of Mac Brown and Co. Well, they did have some weapons. I mean, you know, Sam Howell, Diami Brown, but they gone. didn't do anything gone. with it. Gone. gone. Yeah, exactly. They're all gone now. So you should stay away from UNC. This is just 
honestly mind blowing that Clemson is only this. I thought they'd be a lot heavier of a favorite. But going forward, my other Power Five conference pick, and don't hate me, guys. I, I know this won't be a popular pick, but I'm going with Oklahoma plus 200 to win the Big 12. It just it makes the most sense. I don't see Texas having a chance, even though. Everybody's going to say they're they're back with Quinn Edwards. That's a conversation for literally in like 10 minutes once we get into Texas. But <laughs> but for now, I, Oklahoma State, sure, I just don't see them winning Bedlam, don't see them winning the title game. Or, you know, yeah, so I got to go with Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, to get Oklahoma as they're, – they're still the favorite. They're still the, the betting favorite, but at plus money. It's plus money, I mean, yeah. It, it's, again, just like Clemson, it's the right thing to do. Um, I didn't really put down a pick for the Big 12 just because I don't want to not pick TCU. So I'm just See, my stay honest away. opinion though is a value pick it's is okay. TCU. It's okay. I mean, 12 to 1 is okay. Yeah. Um, I would like this at like, I don't know, 20 yeah. to 1 would be If cooler. it was like, yeah, like 18, 20, I'd feel a little better about it. 12 is I don't know. It's it's too unlikely to me. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't necessarily think so. But in terms of all the teams that are in the four-digit range, you know, like above right, right. 10 to 1, I think – I don't know. I don't know. You know, obviously we're a little bit biased. But, yeah, didn't want to pick Oklahoma. But like you just said, you know, seeing them at plus money is not very common. And I think they've got a great team, you know. That uh, Marvin Mims, Dylan Gabriel, that, it's going to be a nasty combination. And what's your – you got any other – yeah, Power five I, conference picks. My, I mean, I don't have. I, I think the Big Ten and the SEC are so top heavy yeah. that there's just not enough value to like take Ohio State at whatever minus two fifty like or whatever two, it yeah, is. I think so. And and Georgia and Alabama. The way I went with it was uh, for the SEC, and we'll talk about playoffs in a little bit and championship. But I just would say stay away from choosing who's going to win the conference championship game. Cause by the time you get there, it's a coin flip. Just take the winner of the game at that point. If you, yeah, if you have a bet, the, the sprite's but, not going to be more than like four points anyway. Yeah. It. yeah. So, so go with both Georgia and Alabama to make the playoff. Um, because I think they basically have to lose three times to be out of playoff contention. I mean, they can, even if Georgia loses to Oregon, are they going to lose two SEC games? Probably no. not. Yeah. Right, even if Alabama loses to Texas, which is not going to happen, but even if they did, are they going to lose two SEC games? No. So, I mean, even even if they have one strong non-conference loss and one SEC loss and then win the conference tournament or the conference championship, then they're in the playoff. Yeah. So that's that's the way to go on the SEC, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I don't. I see what you're saying because I obviously of the field, it's between Georgia and Bama. Because um, I agree, I passed on the odds on this one. I didn't want to bet because I think they're both minus money. Like I think it's Alabama minus one forty five, Georgia minus one ten or something to win the conference. Uh, so that's not worth it. I'm going to pass my. Obviously, my brain would tell me to pick Alabama because I think Alabama's going to win it, but that's not worth it from like you know a betting perspective. Don't want to put a play on that. Um, and then same with the Big Ten. I agree. Like Ohio State is just 
I am very confident that Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten this year. But at minus 250, there's no point. And I think the only other value pick would be Michigan, if Michigan's going to win the game again, you know, which very unlikely. But that's really the only other team that I think would have a chance. Yeah, I I went with the other side of the conference where if if I had to choose somebody and it be any value, I went with Wisconsin just because I think there's a very highly likelihood that they win the division and are playing Ohio state in that championship game. And, you know, I, I say anything can happen, but you know, I've, TCU fans know about Wisconsin rolling over in the big 10 title game against Ohio state. So I think, that's that's the only yeah if they just happen to win any any given saturday maybe uh that's worth the uh plus 1100 but well i think actually that's that's a pretty smart future play because you could take because i agree wisconsin's definitely going to win that well not definitely but most likely going to win that division and you know if you have that future bet at what is it plus 1100 and you ride that until you get to the title game you just hedge it Take take yeah. Ohio State money line, hedge it, yeah. and then you're a winner no matter what. That's I, I might actually do that, honestly, now that you bring that up. <laughs> I'm not giving financial advice, but it's a, you know, there's some value there. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I guess I'm kind of it's weird now because I'm in Arizona too, because I can literally walk down the street and go place a ticket now. So which is kind of cool. I've been getting used to that. But <laughs> You're going to take our run sheet and go, yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to print this out and go down to FanDuel or something and be like, all right, guys, give me all these. Like, please don't. No, I will. I will not. No, I, I I will be very cautious with uh, anything I do in in regards to that, but all right, let's keep it going. So I I think we've gotten through all the power five conferences. Um, I only have one true play that I like uh, in the group of five. And that's out of the Sun Belt. I like Marshall at plus 550. They've been very consistent. I think they've had eight, seven to nine wins in like the past nine seasons. Um, And in the Sun Belt, that is good enough to get you in the title game sometimes. So it just depends because, you know, Louisiana, that's going to be tough after, you know, losing their head coach. And Appalachian State, eh. I mean, they're the favorite, but eh. They're kind of the same as Marshall. They always get like eight, nine wins. So I like Marshall at plus 550 for that. Yeah, I'm I'm scared of Marshall. Their quarterback transferred to Virginia Tech. And and so, you know, they're they're starting over a little bit there. And they have a pretty tough schedule. They get a lot of it at home, but their division of the Sun Belt is much more difficult having uh Coastal Carolina and App State in their division. So yeah, they end up playing Coastal- a much tougher schedule. Yeah, I considered Coastal too because they're like plus five hundred, but they they just they haven't looked the same since that magical year, you know. And they lost a lot of talent too. I yeah. mean, they they likely and a lot of that offense is gone. So yeah, my Sun Belt pick was um, Louisiana Raging Cajuns at plus three fifty, just because I think it's it's very likely again that they're in that title game and and have an opportunity to take down app or Marshall or, or coastal or whomever um, and, and get that win. Even with, even with their, you know, star two star running backs are gone. One at TCU um, their coach is gone. So yeah, I, I, there's a lot of turnover, but there's still a very talented team relative to the rest of that conference. Yeah. 
No, I agree. I still, I, I don't dislike Louisiana either. I'm riding with the We Are Marshall, baby. <laughs> Got to do it for the movie. Yeah, uh, I I went ahead and, and did give picks on uh, some of the other conferences. So um, I one of my favorites out of the American, Houston at plus 250. I think I love I love Houston this season. I really wish Alton McCaskill, their superstar running back, wasn't injured. Um, he tore his ACL and is going to be out most of the season. But they still have a – a star at receiver, a star at quarterback um, in Nathaniel Dale and Clayton Toon. So they're with with that Holgerson offense, I think they're going to put up a lot of points. They've got talented enough defense. They've got a pretty straightforward schedule. I don't think they have to play Cincinnati um, in the regular season. So I think they're they're prime for for a big, big season and and maybe a, a breakout season um to to take down maybe that g5 new year six spot um i'd love to see that too yeah, yeah especially you know with them headed um, into the big 12 over. right yeah yeah that'd be great too do you think though that you know cincinnati's going to be dethroned of that role now without uh desmond ritter at the helm yeah i mean they lost talk about losing talent i mean they're yeah. starting quarterback running back the first round pick line uh cornerback so yeah, sauce I, it's it's so it's so much uh talent to replace that yeah i mean they and they've got they've got pretty good people to backfill i think if it's um evan prater was a four-star quarterback recruit he's probably could step into that role i think they have a transfer quarterback coming in as well so they'll they'll be able to backfill but you just can't backfill that much i think it's it's the kind of thing where they will still be really good but just not quite good enough to to take all of that down. I kind of think of it like the, um, the 2011 TCU team after the 2010 team wins the Rose bowl, you come back, you still are, are loaded, but you know, you lose, uh, Andy Dalton, you lose a lot of that, that core and you're still really good, still right on the brink, but like, just can't get that win at Baylor. Um, and then SMU comes in and beats you. So like, things games that you probably win if you're still at the peak of your powers but they're just one tiny notch down yeah no i can see that too like part of the reason that i kind of stayed away is because i did consider that because i do like houston this year as well um is really just because i'm scared of luke fickle you know like, yeah that, that guy scares me you know so he's a hell of a coach but also you're right i i'm excited to see the holgerson offense and i'm excited to see it back in the big 12 too that's that's what I'm looking forward to. I, I love uh, love seeing that hairdo on the sidelines, you know, <laughs> or uh, it's, if it's even called a hairdo. It's fun times. Yeah, it's a it's a hair placement. It's yeah, it's some something. But all right, and uh, then, uh, any other yeah, five my, bets? just my last couple. I mean, I hit Toledo plus four hundred in the MAC. That's really a dart throw. I think they've brought in a transfer running back from Maryland that fills a role really well, and and. Um, but who knows? It's that'll be some fun action. Just see what see what happens there. It's always kind of a toss yeah, up. Some, some Tuesday and, night action, and then and then my my really deep value kind of throwing a lottery ticket out there. Um, Mountain West, Colorado State at plus three thousand. Um, so they're they're way down the list in the Mountain West, but bring in uh new coach Norvell from Nevada and bringing in a lot of uh star players with him 
flashy offense. I think they're going to be a really fun team. Um, you know, do they get past the, the big shots in the Mountain West? Can they get past San Diego State and and Boise? And Fresno returns a lot of talent too. Probably not. I mean, it's yeah, probably Fre- Fresno and Boise are pretty even uh, favorites. It's like Boise yeah, plus yeah. And I mean, Fre- Fresno plus is is also just they're really exciting to be able to to keep their their quarterback and wide receiver superstar duo there. But um, it's fun to take a, a deep underdog, and and it would be Colorado State for me. Yeah, no, I like that actually a lot. Um, once I saw you put that on there, I was like, oh man, I should have done that too because I, I like it, you know. <laughs> A lot of value in terms of you – know, last year I had a decent amount of success on some uh, some CSU spreads, you know. But all right, let's go ahead now and get into some over-under win totals. So for those unfamiliar, if you hear us say under 7.5 or over 9.5, then that is quite literally how many wins we are predicting this team to end the season with. So I'll start out and – one of my yeah, and just ones. just to clarify that that's not including any conference championship game or bowl game, yes. so it's just pure regular season. What's already scheduled on the schedule? Yeah, out of the twelve games, how many wins are they going to get? Yeah, so starting out for me is I already kind of ragdolled them a little bit. Is give me UNC under seven and a half. They have been incredibly disappointing almost every season. I think they've hit the under on their win total in four of the past five years. Um, or three the past four one of the two they've lost a lot of their talent like we just mentioned you know Howell's gone Brown's gone Williams is gone for a while now Ty Chandler their starting running back from last season gone yeah yeah so they're losing a lot of talent and although I'm not super high on the ACC I, I don't see them getting to eight and four honestly so give me under seven and a half what about you what do you got yeah, I'll, I'll keep an ACC. I, I talked about Clemson already, but I, I, I've got them t- going over here, over 10 and a half. Um, you, you're telling me they're going to lose two games to go to go under this? I, I don't know. To who, you know? You know? Yeah, that's, yeah, who are they going to lose to? They're just, there's not on the schedule two losses, I don't think. So I, I think you got to pay, you got to pay a juice on this. It's probably like minus minus one forty or something to take the over, but uh, yeah, let's see. I'm looking at their schedule right here. And I mean, Furman, Louisiana yeah. tech is wake forest, a losable game. Maybe is NC state, a losable game. Maybe not really Florida state. Maybe not really. I mean, yeah, not sure. Really. <laughs> they could lose one of Notre Dame or Miami. Uh, they get Miami at home, though. I think Notre they're not Dame losing is, both of those. They're not going yeah, to lose both say, of those games. So Notre Dame's the most likely game. upset spot, probably. Yeah. But no, I like that pick as well. Um, and I'm going to bounce over now to the Pac-12 because I have to ride with my conference champion pick. And I'm taking – even if Utah doesn't end up winning the conference, I love Utah over nine wins. And one of the main reasons is because – of that glorious even number. There's no half. There's no, there's a push opportunity. And, you know, sometimes push a push is a win. And for those that don't know push, that literally means like a tie. You know, if they end up going nine and three and I pick Utah over nine. You get your money back. Yeah, it, it nothing happened basically. Um, so a lot less stressful than if it was a nine and a half and they had to get to 10. So I like that a lot. Um, I think nine and three should be the floor for them. Um, but I could most likely see a 10 and two year for them. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll go with another that's that's stuck at the number nine, a nice round number there. Um, and, and I know I kind of talked down a little bit on Cincinnati, but I still think over nine is that's that's too low. Yeah, I like I mean, that too a lot. In, in order for them to go under, again, they have to lose four games. Cincinnati is not losing four games on their schedule. I mean, They're even if you now. go ahead and give them Arkansas and Indiana as losses, that means they have to lose another two from the American. And I would even be with shocked their if they lost to Indiana. Uh, you know, right, exactly. They, they're, they will probably – I mean, they'll be competitive with Arkansas. That's probably a toss-up game, but – even if they lose that one, yeah, are they going to lose to Indiana? Almost certainly not. But even even if you give those two, there's nothing on their AAC schedule that I mean, maybe at SMU, uh, at UCF. That's 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 a Do tough game. Houston but I mean, they're no? not going to lose both of those. Do they play I, Houston? They don't play Houston. Okay, yeah. So no, nah, that's I'm probably tailing that one actually. Since the over, I like that a lot. Um, Next up on mine, I got a few actually out of the Big 12. Um, so I, I'll just breeze through this one. Oklahoma over nine and a half. Pretty self-explanatory. I have them winning the conference. They haven't had – they have not had more than two losses in a, in a season since I think, what was it, 2015, 2014? Um, so, yeah, I'll take those those odds any day. Oklahoma, they just – they win football games. That's That's what they do. They're a good program. Followed up by Texas, who I wanted to talk a little bit more about because I'm going with Texas under eight and a half. When was the last time Texas won nine games in a season? That uh, that should 2012, be year, right? I'm pretty sure, right? The uh, that Sam Ellinger we're back season, right? When I, I think they only won eight that year. <laughs> no way. Oh, oh, let okay. me look. Let That's me crazy. look it up. Football record by the year. I gotta double check. I looked at this too before we started, but. Okay, no, I'm wrong. I am wrong. They did have they had nine wins that year. They okay. got their win in the bowl game. Okay, yes. But still, they have had over eight wins once since their national title run. No, wait. Yeah, okay, yeah, once. Twice since their national title run in uh, 2009, 2010. That's it. And one 10-win season. So you're telling me the odds makers are putting that at eight and a half? They do this every single year. It's just free. It's like printing money. I, just- I'm surprised it's not higher, actually. I mean, the hype is so huge. Exactly, you're the, right. The, the, it being this low actually kind of makes me more confident in that in your under there, just because like the the odds makers know that probably the right number is seven and a half. And I mean, yeah, they play Alabama on their schedule. Yeah. In the non-conference, so it's not like it's not like they're getting any gimmies outside of the Big Twelve either. So, it, yeah, yes, they have Bijan Robinson and Quinn Ewers and Xavier Worthy, and you know all but, of that, you know, all of those stars, these all of that recruiting talent, all of that likely NFL talent. Can can Sark produce the wins out of it? I don't know. That's, see, that's been the story for Texas for the past decade is, oh, they got this guy. They got this mm-hmm. five-star recruit. Mm-hmm. This guy's a guaranteed NFL player. And they don't win. They just – they don't. So, I mean, maybe Sark is the difference. You know, got to give him a little bit of time. He's only had one year. So, let him get his systems implemented. But I I love this pick. I love the under eight and a half. And it's also – maybe this is a little bit of a pick with my heart because – it's always fun watching or rooting for Texas to lose football games. So 
Do you, what, what do you got in the big 12? Yeah, I've got one big 12. Um, and it, it's, it's one you'll probably have to wait all season to figure out if it happens, but it's, uh, it's Kansas <laughs> under two and a half. So, Ooh. so, and, and speaking of your, your Texas Longhorns pick there, it was last season's Kansas win at Texas that put them over the two and a half last year. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they win, maybe they beat Texas again this year. And, uh, and that blows up my under two and a half here, but I think not. Um, they really only have, I, I mean, basically you to, for Kansas to go to three wins, they have to beat Duke and they have to win a game in the big 12. Which I don't think, I don't think they win a bit. I don't think they win a big game, a, a game in the big 12. I think they're going over. I think they're I back think to over. They can. They can. Oh, they looked good. Oh, they took a terrible <laughs> TCU team to the last minute. Okay, no, who cares? There, there actually terrible. has been like a weird amount of hype around the Kansas it's, football it's, team. Oh, I, I can't. I can't <laughs> listen to it. I think it's it's nonsense. I, well, I, I was surprised to see it at two and a half. I was more expecting you know one and a half but i think it might be because of that hype bro the odds makers yeah. are trying to take advantage yeah of and and they have brought in some talent i think that the daniels guy at quarterback has been better than they've had in a while um their running back devin neal is is really good and they brought in and yeah so they've got devin neal but they brought in a whole bunch of other transfers to play running back and okay so you're gonna have a committee of pretty good guys I they, I don't think I don't think they're winning a game in the Big Twelve. Even if no, they do, realistically, they're probably they, they got to win their FCS game, and they've got to beat Duke, and they have to win a Big Twelve game or at Houston. I don't I'm see saying, that one happening for sure. Yeah, and I mean, hey, with Kansas, you never know; those FCS games can be a toss-up sometimes. Yeah, yep. like South Dakota. I mean, hey, yep. come on, <laughs> you never know. Uh, All right, though, my last Big Twelve pick is. Certainly a bit of a homer pick, but uh, I'm going TCU over six and a half. Uh, you know, we've talked about it a little bit, how we would like to think that we're going to make a bowl game this year. And I think that's the sweet spot. Um, you know, I've I've said it before. I think seven and five, eight and four is a very realistic goal for us this year um, to kind of get our feet underneath us with Sonny Dykes, kind of get this new system rolling. And I think six and a half is a very achievable number, seven wins for sure. Because even last year, you know, five and seven, we were probably four or five plays away from seven and five rather than five and seven in a few of those games. So hopefully we can uh, maybe make those better calls, turn things around and win the closer games uh, this year. So I like that a lot. And uh, you got any other power five? Oh, I got one more too as well. What do you got in the SEC? Let's see. Did I have an SEC? I'm looking at my list. I don't think I had an SEC. I'll go ahead. I got my my only SEC pick is Ole Miss uh, over seven and a half. I really like the Ole Miss look this year. Zach Evans, uh, Jackson Dart coming in. You know, they're a program trending in the right direction. And I was honestly surprised to see this number at seven and a half. I would have expected eight and a half or nine, honestly. Um so I think Kiffin's got his boys rolling. They can win eight games easily, even in the SEC with that tough schedule. They got it. Yeah, and they don't have a particularly difficult non-conference this season. I mean, they're not their toughest game, I guess, is at Georgia Tech, which is an easy game. So they yeah, should roll. Troy. They should roll. Yeah, 
Go ahead. Troy, Central Arkansas, and yeah, Georgia Tech. So yeah, and That's Tulsa. So they should they should roll four wins easy in non-conference. But then you gotta you gotta win, and then you get Vanderbilt. So there's five wins. Do you win three more games in the SEC? It's tough. You know, everybody thinks Kentucky's up. Everybody thinks. I think they beat Kontucky at home, though. I think think, they should beat Kontucky. They should beat Mississippi State. Yeah, they should should be able to take this easy, but things get weird in the SEC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. SEC is a different beast, so you never know. Um, What do you got in – yeah, a couple more from me. So I already kind of talked about the Wisconsin over – I've got them over eight and a half. I think they just – their schedule's too easy, and they're going to be a lot better than most of the competition. Um, another uh, similar to your Texas pick, another hype train that I'm just not buying is the NC State. Um, I'm taking them under the eight and a half. Uh, there's been a ton of buzz about Devin Leary being maybe a, a first round NFL draft pick. And yeah, his Heisman odds are kind of it's 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 gotten out of control and and. I kind of feel bad because I I don't I don't have anything against NC State. I think they're they're fun to root for when they when they take down Clemson. It's always exciting always, yeah. stuff like that, you know. Uh, and they've had some really great NFL talent, but uh, you know, losing what is it, Ikemo Ekwanu, uh, the, the, the offensive lineman. tackle, yeah. yeah, in in the first round, and I, I don't know. I think. I'm not seeing it. They've they lost one of their top receivers. They lost a bunch of their running backs. We'll see. We'll see. But I I, I think the hype's just gone too far, and it's just kind of a principal thing of I don't think NC State can win nine games. They they've honestly been kind of similar to UNC in that sense of like they've been pretty hype lately for some odd reason, haven't always lived up to it. And I think part of the reason NC State has gotten that hype is like you said because they've had those random close games with Clemson where you're like, Oh my God, is NC state really going to do it? You know? So yeah. Um, I, I like that one as well. Uh, and then going out of the power five, I have, uh, again, sticking with my conference champion pick Marshall over seven, which is big. Cause I love that even number of seven. I would be very surprised if Marshall only goes six and six. Um, They've had at least seven wins in eight of the last nine seasons. And in that one season, they had six. So very close. Um, history repeats itself. I like that. I like those odds. Yeah, I guess I was really focused on the ACC looking at these. So I, I had two more ACC picks. I went, <laughs> I went Virginia Tech over six and a half and Georgia Tech under three and a half. I think um, Virginia on the Virginia Tech side, you just you uh, bring in Marshall's former quarterback to, to lead you. Um, and it's one of those where the, the coaching staff got stale and they made a change and things could be better. Um, and I think they have a pretty manageable schedule. Then Georgia tech under, I just think that's a, that's a terrible team. And I, <laughs> I don't, I, you know, their only player with really any skill is now, on Alabama. So Jameer Gibbs yeah. is now the running back at Alabama. So I, I don't know. He's a stud too. Three, yeah. They're not winning four games. Yeah. So, see, I hope no. my brother listens to this episode because my brother's a Georgia Tech grad. So I saw, oh, yeah. I saw that, uh, those odds, and I was like, you know, I kind of want to throw him in there just because. But if I was going to throw him in there, it would it's probably be, be the under. under. Yeah. It's, it's got to be the under because they just, like Jeff Collins, whenever he got there, you know, 
it, it was huge because Paul blank on his last name, Paul. Oh my goodness. They always chanted Paul's got yeah. balls because he would go for yeah. fourth down every time. Like that's what I know remember him as. Uh and he would run the triple option, everything. You know, Jeff Collins was supposed to come in, revitalize everything, establish a new culture, yada yada yada. But they just don't win games. Like, you know, it may be a fun place to play right now, maybe a fun time to be recruited by him, but it doesn't matter if you're going three and nine, two and ten every year. So yeah, it's- oh man, I'm looking at their schedule, and I, I know we're spending way too much time on Georgia Tech, but their schedule is <laughs> a nightmare. I mean, they start with Clemson, and and then they get their FCS game, but then after that, they have Ole Miss, UCF. Uh, yeah, I mean, their their out of conference games are Ole Miss, UCF, and Georgia. Like, yeah, they always play Georgia. Yeah, yeah, but that's. <laughs> What? Why did you add all this and UCF to that schedule? You're getting, you're just getting, yeah. And they're not up, winning yeah. any ACC games either. I mean, maybe, maybe they get Duke and they get That's their Western Carolina. Yeah. So I think two wins is the ceiling. Four two. wins is like an absolute phenomenal Jeez. season. And yeah. To go over, it's not going to happen. No, I, I totally agree. I, I would not, would not want to put any money behind the Yellow Jackets <laughs> with the way their program has been looking. All right, though, uh, I think that is – Oh, That's I all have, for me, yeah. Yeah, I have one last pick, and that is SMU under seven. And I know this may seem like a slight homer pick, but last year I went heavy on their over for the win total. Um, but, you know, this year they've lost almost – they've lost everything. They've lost their entire coaching staff, lost a bunch of dudes to, to transfer portal. It, it's going to be a whole fresh start for SMU, and I see them kind of reverting back to – Back to their, you know, like three and nine, four and eight self, maybe for a couple years before they can get their feet underneath them. But I just don't, I just don't see them having a similar season uh, again this year without Dykes. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be tough if they do bring back. I guess it'll be interesting to see if Preston Stone or Tanner Mordecai becomes a quarterback. I don't know. That's a pretty interesting QB battle. But they bring in the five-star running back Kamar Wheaton from Alabama. Uh, yeah, and kind of trade out that, Ulysses yeah. Bentley. I don't. I don't know necessarily if that's an upgrade for them. Uh, Kamar Wheaton didn't really do anything in his freshman yeah, year, and Ulysses Bentley was was name. really impressive and productive. So mm-hmm. I don't know that that's an upgrade, but at least they. That's not like a total absence that where where Bentley leaves a huge hole there by leaving. So I think they'll be okay, um, and we'll obviously be talking about them a lot more as that game comes up against the Frogs. But yeah, I think I think under's probably a, you're probably okay there. Yeah, it'll again. I just like that seven number as well. I would have liked it to have been at eight, but you know, I still overall, um, I wouldn't be surprised though if they made a bowl game, just go six and six, even year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All righty. Um, and that is it for the over under win totals. So, next up, we got a player award, and it's kind of with college football, it is really tough to pick like the Maxwell Award, the Bolitnikoff winner etc etc um so we're just gonna stick with the granddaddy and that's the heisman winner so starting off i mean i only have one pick for this really and kind of one just for funsies but my pick is going to be jackson smith and jigba wide receiver out of ohio state i think his odds at plus 2500 have a lot of value considering cj stroud is such a heavy favorite at plus 225 uh we've i'm hoping 
that maybe we've seen a shift in the stigma of only quarterbacks and running backs can win this award, you know, with Devontae Smith winning it um, not too long ago. So, and I, I really think Ajigba is that type of player who can just put up ridiculous numbers week in, week out, especially in that offense. I mean, he's going to be their go-to guy every time. They're going to be – C.J. Stroud's probably going to be averaging like 300 to 400 yards a game. And a lot of them are going to be to Njigba, so I like those odds a lot more. And I would have liked C.J. Stroud because I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. But he's only a plus 225. He's like the heavy favorite to win it this year. And that's that, not, not enough juice for me. I need a little bit more juice. Yeah, I mean, I think those two are going to explode. I mean, they're going to put up so many yards, so many points. Yeah. That yeah, they'll definitely be in the conversation. I don't. It's it's really tough to see a vision where JSN goes bonkers, but Stroud doesn't surpass him in in Heisman voting. See, yeah, uh, I I agree. It, it's That's really. I mean, about. it's really a tough thing to see. I mean, does Stroud get hurt and and one of those you know Devin Brown or or McCord or somebody come in and and win a few games and and focus on JSN and that's what what gets it I don't know I just think it's gonna be really hard to see him him going off without Stroud also going off see and I agree though like I that's why I I do think Stroud is the favorite for the reason for a reason you know it's just again that's just not enough juice for me you know I'm just hoping because Mac Jones was Mac Jones was a finalist too right yeah did they yeah I think they both were on yeah, like they in both New York. in New York, I'm pretty sure. So ho- hopefully we get another one of those, you know, for, for this pick at least. But what do you got? Yeah, I and and I guess just on the, the Heisman winner for, for betting, this is not really who we think is going to win. It's about, like, where is their value? Because yes. the people who you think are going to win, it's, it's kind of like picking a golf tournament or something. Like, there's just so many people that – you know, picking, picking Tiger Woods in whatever, 2002, you're getting him at like terrible odds, even though you think he's going to win. Right. Yeah. So I think it's, it's one of those kind of things where you're kind of feeling around in the dark, hoping to find something, trying to envision a way that the season could go where someone with, with bigger odds can end up winning. So that's where my mind went. And and my first shot at that was going with a pair of SEC quarterbacks with plus 4,000 odds in Hendon Hooker from Tennessee and Anthony Richardson from Florida. Um, So my theory there is, can I see a world where somehow Tennessee or Florida end up 10 and two Maybe they get past Georgia and get in the SEC title game. Maybe they don't. But in any case, they have a really good season, and those guys put up Lamar Jackson, RG3-type numbers and um, kind of blow everyone else off the map. I think there's a world where that happens, and it's probably a a, a better than plus 4,000 world. Um, it's it's totally in, in the realm of possibility, as crazy as it may seem to think that Tennessee or this version of Florida um, takes over things in the SEC, it's it's not impossible. I don't think. Yeah, I really like the Anthony Richard uh, Richardson pick because 
And that was the main reason I kind of shied away from it because like you said, you know, you're not, you're not picking the guy that you think is for sure going to win it because obviously CJ Stroud and Bryce Young have the best odds of anybody to win it. Um, but I like the value on this a lot because Richardson is a phenomenal athlete. It's just, and he likely will put up some crazy stats if, you know, he's healthy all season. Um, but the thing is, is Florida going to win a lot of games, you know, like Louisville with Lamar Jackson, that was a very rare occurrence. You know, usually it's always on one of the top teams going into the playoffs or in contention at least. So like, that's, that was why I was a little bit nervous is just because I would love to see that happen. I would love to see Florida kind of have one of those years surprise Georgia maybe, but I don't know. That's, that's tough. That is tough. Yeah. My, my next level of even less likely, but if, if you're in that theory of somebody who can put up crazy stats and if they end up having a, uh, stellar season, maybe it, maybe it works out as, uh, Phil Jerkovic at Boston College at plus 8,000 and Malik Cunningham at Louisville at plus 6,000. Just playing in the ACC, they're going to be playing some terrible defenses yeah. and being able to uh, – uh, Cunningham especially puts up those video game numbers where he, he'll, he'll run for 200 yards, throw for 500 yards with seven touchdowns or whatever. So, yeah, you can uh, – again, is it a possible world – where the stars align and those kind of guys put up the numbers and they have a good enough season that, you know, maybe, maybe none, maybe Stroud and, and Bryce Young are get hurt or, you know, kind of don't put up their, their crazy numbers and, and, or their teams lose some games, which probably won't happen, but (laughs) it's, it's possible. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. I like the Cunningham pick, too. You're right about, you know, video game numbers and that style and everything. Um, But, you know, also with the Heisman picks and everything, it's always interesting because last year, guys like JT Daniels and DJU, they were in the top five. Like, they were pretty heavily favored. Like, JT Daniels was, I think, a 10 to 1 odds. Not too shabby for the Heisman. And then they fell, like, drastically and those guys that were like plus six thousand the beginning of the season were all of a sudden in the race like um and i mean obviously bryce young won it um but you know there's definitely a chance for a lot of these things to slide around uh, over the course of the season and my funsies pick is not not really a pick but i just wanted to mention it zach evans is currently listed at a 15 to 1 plus 1500 or no plus 15,000 sorry odds uh to win the heisman and it's a little interesting. I do expect him to have a hell of a season at Ole Miss. I expect him to get all of the touches that he deserves. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, uh, let's say all of the touches that he wants. That, yeah. I, you know, I, if if he wants to be on the field getting the ball, he'll get it. I mean, like I said, Ulysses Bentley transferred there, um, and they had some other guys there too. So, I mean, I think he, yeah, yeah, he, might he, not may, he may like to hang out in in on the sideline a little bit he'll get his numbers he'll get his touches um you know but he's he's got his eyes on the big leagues and he's happy to uh to watch it go by if if that's how it goes i think so yeah we'll see right yeah i think you're right about that and i also did kind of just blank on the ulysses being there as well that'll definitely change things but all right Last but not least, gone through the conference champions, gone through our season win total predictions and our Heisman. Last but not least, least is the playoff bets. So these are either who we think are going to reach the playoffs 
or win the national championship. One of the two. Uh, so I'll start it out with my national championship pick. It's not much of, you know, not juicy odds whatsoever. This is more of kind of exactly what I think is going to happen, regardless of the odds, is I think Ohio State's going to win it all this year. And I got Ohio State plus 300. I like the fact that they're at least plus money, um, whereas Bama is honestly like plus 120, I think, to win the national championship. That's just ridiculous odds. To win the national championship plus 120, it's ridiculous. So give me Ohio State. Yeah, I like it. I think that's that's an appropriate way to go. I mean, with with this playoff, there's only like maybe 10 teams or so exactly. that can even really realistically make the playoffs or even worth your time. And if you get one of the top two or three at plus 300, I think I think you're feeling pretty confident about that for most of the season. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the the obviously the appropriate bet here is to take TCU at plus 25,000. <laughs> so, you know, we're – we're taking the natty back to Fort Worth. This was oh, happening. This is the year, baby. <laughs> it's 1938 all over again. It's, Let's do it. Feeling like 1938. That's right. So uh, my actual pick uh, is Clemson at plus 1,000 to to win it all. So like I said, you you want one of those teams that's going to you can feel with a pretty high level of confidence is going to be in the mix at the end. Mm-hmm. And I I think Clemson is going to be really good this year. And yeah, whether it's DJU or Klubnik or whatever, they're gonna they're just much better than everyone else for the most part on the schedule. They they might have a toss up with uh, with Notre Dame or Miami, but either way, a one loss Clemson that wins the ACC, they're getting in, yeah. is going to be in the playoff. And at that point, could they take down Ohio State, Georgia, or Alabama? Yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> That that's a tough task to can, beat though. two I mean, of those teams, right? To beat two of those teams, yeah, I think that's right. a really tough task. But you know, you got you got to kind of hope there's chaos elsewhere. But at plus one thousand for Clemson, yeah, give me that money. Yeah, exactly. Because like you know, I mentioned earlier that their conference odds last year were minus seven fifty. I think their championship odds were something ridiculous, yeah, probably like, like plus two hundred, plus two. Yeah, I mean, probably something very low. Yeah, yeah. So I do have one kind of value play um i do like the clemson though actually at plus a thousand that's that's pretty decent odds uh and this is definitely a dart throw kind of a long shot but i am a little little bit hype on uh the rebels of Ole miss with lane kiffin at the helm. you are on the lane train i am on the lane train give me Ole miss at plus ten thousand. that's my value play i don't really see it happening but of the of the teams in though that odds range they kind of stood out to me so I'll go with the Rebels. Yeah, and then my playoff pick uh, that I don't think has any chance to actually win the championship because I don't see any way they win two games if if they reach a playoff. But my my pick to just reach the playoff is Oregon. So like I said about I, I think Oregon has a pretty strong chance to come out of the Pac-12. And if they win the Pac-12 and the Pac-12 is slightly better than it has been, maybe USC is a little bit better, maybe – Utah is still good. Maybe, you know, Washington is better than they were last year. Um, that's impressive enough. Plus, they play Georgia to open the season. Could they win that game? It's it's possible, not likely. But, you know, they're even if they lose that game, that's not going to hurt them in any kind of playoff discussion, really. So I, I think they're – it's, uh, again, we're looking at numbers that are 
big enough that it's worth your time to wait all season to see if it happens. And with a somewhat likely some possibility greater than, you know, some very small percentage. So I, I think they have a pretty solid percentage of making the playoff. And, and I can see a world where the season plays out where they, they win the PAC 12 and they have one or two losses, including that Georgia loss that kind of nobody even cares that it happened, you know, week one. Yeah, that's, I'm actually pretty surprised to see them at plus 1200. At first I thought you were going to say to win the championship, but that's just to make the playoffs. That's actually pretty decent odds because i think utah was somewhere around like utah was even a heavier favorite to make the playoffs they were like plus 900 i think something like that i don't know but you're right though like you mentioned earlier how uh only a few teams even like have a possible chance of making the playoffs because of the way this system works um like DraftKings odds they literally only offered you like i think it was 15 teams to of whether or not they're going to make the playoffs and it's like well, yeah, I guess nobody else has a shot. So, um, but yeah, I have a couple uh, playoff bets rather than national championship bets. And I actually like this one. Scrap my Oklahoma Big 12 pick and just take Oklahoma to reach the playoffs. I mean, it's plus 450, a little bit more juice, double the juice, actually. And if Oklahoma wins the Big 12, like I don't see Oklahoma winning the Big 12 without going to the playoffs. You know, I, I don't see the Big 12 champion being 10 and three, you know? So um, I like those odds a lot for Oklahoma to reach the playoffs and also Georgia to miss the playoffs. I'm, I'm going to ride with Bama. Ooh. I know Ooh. Ooh. this one's going to be a little bit of a sweat, but uh, I, I thought the odds were decent um, considering. So I, I like Georgia to miss it. And I think Alabama gets that spot. I will be very sad if it's Alabama and Georgia in the playoffs again. And that would just be brutal. So I think it's very likely to be. It is. I know it is. It is. I don't. But yeah, you're you're rooting for me with this Oregon pick. That week one, go ahead and let Oregon take down Georgia. They still will have to lose probably two more games to for you to feel confident. That exactly. Yeah, the committee is just gonna not even blink their way. Like, all right, and uh, yeah, I think that is all of our picks. So, with that being said, we are already about an hour into it so yeah we're an hour in i think i think we'll probably we don't need to to go into the details of what what we are looking to see in fall camp i just just want to note that you know it's it's really exciting um fall camp opens this week um starting uh yeah i guess when you when you hear this you you might hear this the first day of fall camp i think it's monday or tuesday but um it's yeah tuesday so it's it's a it's a whole new world out here. So fans, media, you can go out to practice. Um, you can take pictures and video for certain certain parts of of the practice. Uh, players will be there to to speak after after practice. Um, you can request certain interviews. It's a it's it's a very different to the kind of shutdown, complete blackout. Um, of any information coming out of practice from the previous 20 years. So it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. You know, all the, every, every uh, big 12 team will have their, their coaching staff there at practice taking video. I'm sure. I don't, I don't, I don't don't think it's, I don't think it's that crazy that, I mean, people, whatever film people want to see that they'll be able to get their hands on from just what happens on the field uh, in, in gameplay. So I, it's just kind of an exciting time for, for TCU to 
have this happening now and, and full credit to coach Dykes and, and the athletic department to, to making that happen and, and allowing, you know, local media, national media, um, sh you know, schmucks like us to be able to, to interact with them at, at a, at a closer level and really see what's going on under the hood. So it's, it's an exciting time. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. They also do such a good job. Like, you know, not to go too far into it, but shout out just the athletic staff. They do such a good job with, you know, communication and, getting everything set up and putting these events together for the fans and everything. Like, I think it's really cool. You've already seen in just these short few months with Dykes on campus, he's establishing his kind of culture. He, he's establishing the way that he wants to run the program. You even see it with the, the silly social media videos where they, they, after practice, they have the guys guessing which way a dog wears pants, you know? Yeah. So just fun stuff like that. It's, it's really good to get everybody involved, which, yeah, and I don't think that's necessarily something that's been lacking with uh, TCU football because, the, you know, the fans come out. Frog fans come out for football. Um, but I, I think it's almost we haven't necessarily bought in as a fan base, and that might be kind of big to say for the past few seasons. It seems like uh, – I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. But yeah, it's. I, I think it's, it's good to it, – it feels more personal. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. and less like – you know, like an NFL franchise or like something way off in the distance. I mean, this is for a lot of fans, it's, it's right here in, in our neighborhoods. And, and, um, you know, I think in the past it was a lot of like, it's the name on the back of the Jersey. It's a number it's, you know, they're wearing the purple, but you don't know the face. You don't know their voice. You don't know anything that any of these, um, you know, really, impressive college athletes have to say and it so it's going to be exciting to be able to really get to know these guys on a more personal level of like you know giving us their real selves and not just what it looks like behind the helmet yeah yeah exactly so i also think just that open structure of you know letting people watch the practices i think that shows a level of confidence as well you know like sonny's confident in the system he's got going he's confident in the way he's doing things and if he because if he wasn't, he wouldn't want people to know what's going on. You know, like he wouldn't want anything to get out to other teams. He wouldn't want, oh, this clip of this trick play to surface to other Big 12 coaches and whatnot. And he, he's got it under control. You know, like I think he's doing a fine job so far. I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing, every aspect so far of just camaraderie, the direction of the program, everything like that. So I am sad that I won't be able to make it out in person, though, to any, uh, any of the practices or anything, but I'm going to try my darndest to uh, be there, you know, in person for at least one or two games this year, fly down there. But yeah, we'll see. Definitely. We'll still be covering from this room in Phoenix. I'll just, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be here on my computer, but all righty. And I think that that's really it. Unless we can kind of break down, I think next week, a bit more of, uh, you know, maybe, initial storylines and yeah we'll questions. probably start getting some information out of camp so they'll, yes. they'll probably it'll it it's gonna start happening fast and furious here as we get close to the football season we'll have a lot of more preview stuff specific to tcu and and you know hopefully everyone here enjoyed us kind of going through our national thoughts and looks at at these these futures and how we kind of think that season might go on a national level and we'll really dig into the TCU stuff as, as TCU uh, practice starts happening and we start getting a lot more information about how this is going to look in the new regime. Yeah. Yeah. I always love talking frogs, but it is nice 
to step back a little bit. We love college show. football too, yeah, outside exactly. of the problems. We love it all. We're just we're sports junkies. What can we say? <laughs> but yeah. So I think next week, yeah, definitely get into that. We're gonna have our uh, you know positional previews coming soon. Gonna be having our uh, schedule previews, kind of like opponent previews, all that. You guys can look forward to it. About to start pumping out this football content real soon as we get closer to kickoff. So yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be it for this week. Appreciate you guys staying on and listening, and we'll be back next week, back on normal schedule. Go frogs! Go frogs! Thanks, y'all. <laughs>